Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And in today's episode, we have the full crew on to review the UFC 291 card. I am really, really excited for this card, as I know that you guys are as well, because this one is a really good one. Um, Poirier versus Gaethje 2 is going to be an absolute banger. Can't wait to talk about that. And there's a lot to get into for our picks and just overall preview of this card. One thing that I need to mention while we're recording is we are recording currently at 6 p.m. on the Friday, July 28th. There is no update on whether or not Stephen Thompson, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Michelle Pajeda are fighting. Um, Michelle Pajeda missed weight by like four, three or four pounds. So it is up in the air whether or not they are fighting. I'm going to go ahead and do the review as if or preview rather as if they are fighting. But um, just be wary of that when you're listening. Um, yeah, it's good to have you guys all here. Sorry, it's been a shit show recently, but we're back better than ever. And we're going to be reviewing this absolutely awesome card. So let's start with the main event. <laughs> Dustin Diamond Poirier is taking on Justin Gaethje for one of the most unnecessary titles in UFC history, the BMF title. I personally think the BMF title is cheesy. I don't think either of these guys are cheesy. I think both of these guys are absolute badasses. But I do think the title is kind of a weird gimmick. Um, I can start with you, Mikey, on this one. Just the BMF title as a gimmick, how do you feel about it? Uh, I I wanted to say – the word I wanted to say probably shouldn't be said. Yeah. I don't know if it's allowed to be said <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, but it's, fuck, it's fucking atrocious, dude. I think it's – just as corny as it gets. I like I I don't have any sentiment towards it. I didn't think it was cool when it first happened. I don't really think it's cool now. I also hate too. I don't know if you guys saw any of this shit. I don't know if you guys are like I know Jeff does I don't think Jeff has Twitter, but like I'm, and, like I'm UFC Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Like, dude, they kept exposing all these bars across the country that were promoting this as like they were getting people like how B dubs used to do to pay yeah. for the pay per view and titling it as a title fight. Yes, like what the fuck is that? that? Yeah, it's some bullshit. It's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty yeah unbelievable. I, yeah, I'm excited for this fight, but not into the BMF thing now. I'm with you too, uh, Jeff. So, who do you think is going to win this fight between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje? All right. Well, for any new listeners, if this is the if this is the pod that you're looking for some picks to follow for, you know, <laughs> don't follow me this card. Don't. Because I'm betting with my heart every fucking fight, Dan. <laughs> I mean, there's awesome. like one of my favorite fighters in every one of these fights. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Give me Justin Gaethje. I mean, what what can I say that I haven't said already? He's one of my favorites. He's the definition of an absolute dog. I mean, he's he's everything you want in a fighter. He puts it all on the line every fight he's fucking chaos personified i mean give me give me justin or give me death i'm fucking with you dude i'm picking justin as well i'm picking with my heart for for this card as well because there's no other way to do it um <laughs> yeah i'm all in justin gaethje's the fucking man i'm with you jeff uh mike are you going you're gonna make it a sweep or are you picking Dustin? no i'm not making a sweep i'm more of a dustin, dustin? justin guy i've always been really hot i I've always been one of my favorites. I love Dustin Poirier. And where I think this fight could get a little interesting is if it hits the mat. If it hits the mat, like Dustin is predicting it will, I think it's as good as over for old Justin Gaethje. I don't Gaethje. think it will. I, and if I it think, will. And I think Justin Gaethje honestly has the advantage. 
I agree with Jeff. I think Justin Gaethje has the better. I think Justin's wrestling is a little bit better, honestly. I'm not. Yeah, but the grappling, I think, is where. And I and I don't think it. Yeah, but I don't think it will hit the ground because of Justin's anti wrestling. That I maybe agree with. I'm not saying it will hit the mat, but if it does, I think Dustin has the advantage. And Justin looked a little better in his last match than Dustin's, but Dustin also fucking exposed him in that first match. I know it was five years ago, but I can't get that out of my head. I'm riding that sediment still to this day. The body shots were outrageous. Dustin Poirier is definitely one of the best boxers we've ever seen in the UFC, for sure. And I love Justin Gaethje, but I'm definitely riding Dustin. All right. I'm glad we have uh, a disagreement there. That's good. Okay. I wanted to ask you guys one thing real quick. Go ahead. Before we move to the next one, is this solidified number one contender fight? Um, in your guys' opinion, think or well, who knows? Because fight... fucking it's Max and end. fucking a bunch of boner heads think that. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I mean... Oh wait, never mind. Oliveira's already getting a shot. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think it is. So Which, does the yeah, UFC, yeah, wait, I, forgot, I forgot heads. to rub this one in your face there, Jefferson, because Fuck. You, Why yeah, didn't bring this up? you sat here <laughs> saying that old Chuckles was not going to get the Chuckles. Um, the reset there, but I was uh, I was all for it. And, you know, the yeah, fucking boner head. <laughs> dude, I don't understand how you don't love Charles. I, we know. Yeah, J- Mikey, I love right? Charles. Dude. <laughs> he does not deserve the shot. <laughs> I knew that was going to get him. Yeah, I disagree with you, but you know what? Um. It's all good. We're going to watch him win it against Islam, um, and I can't wait to watch that. You know, I'll be very excited for that one. Um, okay, next fight, Jan Blachowicz, our motherland brother from Poland, obviously, is taking on Alex Pajeda. Pereira, not Pajeda. That's Michelle Pajeda. Um, this is going to be a good fight. I am picking Jan Blachowicz in this fight because I think – Oh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> – <laughs> well, there's a couple of reasons, but the main one is I do think um, – Blahovich's ground game is good enough to expose Pereira, and I think um, no one's really gone after it yet. I am worried about the hands with Alex. Um, obviously, he can knock anyone out at any time, and I don't think Jan has the exact power of Alex, but I do think Jan's leg kicks and his takedowns and just his ability on the ground is going to... He has more ways to get this fight over with, and I'm picking Jan here. Um, we can go with you, Mikey, next. Who are you picking to win this one? Yeah, I was a little more excited to get into this one than the main event, to be honest, because I agree with you completely. There's a lot of intangibles like prayer going up in weight and Jan being 40. What's Jan going to come in and do in this fight? But I think motherfuckers are really sleeping on Jan striking. Like, I don't know how much higher yeah. striking prowess Alex Pereira has in Jan Blahovich, who's been around forever. Since entering the UFC in 2014, he's only been knocked out once. I mean, body kicks, great. He's very patient when he strikes. He always looks good when he strikes. And like you said, if he implements the wrestling, I would say it's good as over. Like, I don't – I think, like, the bar they're setting for Pereira striking over Jan's is a lot closer than everyone's making it out to be. So, I'm definitely taking Jan here. I think win or loss, this could still be his last fight, though. That's really? going to be my bold prediction, even with a win. Wow. All right. That's a bold one. I like that one. Um, Jeff, who are you taking in this one? Well, looks like Jan's going out on top because Jan's my fucking lock of the Let's night, go. too. Oh, you're locking the mean, night. Nice. Yeah, he, I, 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 like y'all said, I don't see him losing this. I mean, his striking's real underrated. We just saw, I mean, we saw him outstrike the guy who 
outstruck Alex. So, I mean, if you want to do the MMA, man, he, he beat Izzy and Izzy beat Pereira. So, let me give you, let, I think Jan's got the striking advantage, perhaps, maybe. But, I, I mean, they both have that crazy power. And going up in weight, you just don't know how Alex's power is going to translate, though. And Jan has actual more tools to win. There's no way I'm not taking Jan. And he's Polish. Come on. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think not to leave out either that Jan is a big ass guy for this weight class still. Yeah. yeah. Like, Pereira's going up in weight basically to fight a heavyweight. Like, I know he this is a light heavyweight fight, but that motherfucker's shaped like a heavyweight. He is a monster, dude. Yeah, he really is. Okay, next fight we're going to talk about is Stefan Wonderboy Thompson taking on Michelle Pajeda. Um, we mentioned at the top that Pajeda has made, missed weight. Um, currently, we do not know what the status of this fight is. Talking as if we do know and that this fight is going to happen, we'll start with you, Jeff. Who are you picking to win in this fight? I think I got to rock with Steve. Steven Wonderboy Thompson, just because he looked looked a little better more recently, I feel like. Like, his losses, he hasn't looked as bad. But, God, I hope this one happens, because it's going to be so fucking fun. These are two of the funkiest strikers, like, in the whole fucking UFC. God, I hope this happens. I hope it happens too, but I would also be okay if Ian Gary steps in in short notice. I think that would be fun as fuck. And he did tweet out um, that he would be willing to do so. So I do think that's fun. I would prefer if um, this one happened, though. And, yeah, not a bad pick. Mikey, who are you picking in this one? Um, I'm picking Wonder Boy too, and because I feel as though once Wonder Boy in maybe rounds two and three starts getting ahead on the striking, which I think he will because – he just put a master class on Kevin Holland, who I think is probably a better striker than Mihel Pereira. I think once that happens, Pereira is going to have to, or Pajeda is going to have to resort to the takedowns. And I think trying to take down a guy who manages distance so well, like Wonder Boy and rips kicks, is just going to be a really, really hard ask. Like this motherfucker, Wonder Boy, made Kevin Holland look like he had the fucking four inch shorter reach. I don't see why he could not continue to do that versus Mihal Pajeda. I think once he gets to that point of having to take him down, he's going to be in trouble. I would, wouldn't be surprised if Wonderboy maybe even finishes him around two or three. I'm totally with you. Plus, he's bald now. He looks intense as fuck. Um, I'm going with Wonderboy here, too. I think he's just on a fucking roll. And um, you don't miss weight by four pounds. I know that's a lot. That's a big miss, but I feel like he was at, at least trying to make weight. And if that's the case... Um, it seems like he probably had a tough weight cut too. So I think I really like Stefan in this in this matchup. Um, okay. The next fight on the card is Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Um, I'm going Tony Ferguson. Um, I think that Bobby Green has been kind of looking down on the obviously he's been on the downward spiral, as has Tony, but I think What are I, you, a commie? No, I'm not a commie, dude. I'm picking Tony here. But Tony Talking was locked about in. Bobby King Green on a downward spiral. He's Never heard of that. Streak. He's on That's a wild. Streak. Oh, no. He won that last fight via headbutt. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, against Jared Gordon, one of the 
just a terrible guy. Um, but yeah, not a terrible guy. Good guy. Not a great fighter. Sorry. I spoke out of line here. Jerry Gordon, if you ever want to come on the pod, we'd love to have you. Um, oh, yeah, we lost no, that. I, yeah, we lost now that. Now you're munching on Jerry Gordon. Jeff, fuck up. Bobby fuck Green's off. I'm trying to focus here. You're fucking with me right now. Um, yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking Tony Ferguson. I don't, I just think that there's something in the air. He looked very intense at the uh, weigh-ins. I think he's kind of locked in now. Or he's, I, I don't, or he's like fucked up or something. But I do think Tony Ferguson can get this done here, um, and I'm picking him because that Nate loss seemed a little fishy. He kind of put that head right in the choke pretty, pretty quick. Come on, now you're saying he fucking. I'm just trying to fuck with you on that Nate one. I that get to you. Oh, I just like fucking fuck with you. Dude, but, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we can start with you, Mike. Who are you picking in this one? And now uh, you're starting I, with Mike. <laughs> absolutely not Tony Ferguson. Really? Absolutely you. not. I mean, like you we talked about see. this before. That UFC fall from grace is a fall from grace like no other sport, dude. We're talking about a guy who three years ago was fighting for the interim title to now is fighting Bobby Green on the fourth fight hey, of a of a pay per view that's a plus not three ten underdog. Yes, on a card that's not – I mean, stacked with good names and exciting fights, but truthfully, you Blast go back me. three years, he should have been the main card for sure. I mean, should have been the main fight for sure. We're talk- That fall from grace is in fucking sane. And you know, Max, I wanted to comment on what you just said about him and Nate. Oh, boy. Whether you think it's conspiracy or not that he put his head there, if he didn't and we're going off reality of what happened, yeah. that was one of the most pitiful <laughs> losses I've seen. I mean, it was like – Nate was flexing, giving him a guillotine, and Tony looked like he almost just gave up. He's 0 for 5 in his last five. I, I just cannot see how he's going to come out with this victory. I honestly hope if he loses, he retires. All yeah, respect yeah, to everyone, Tony, but everyone's saying that everyone that's saying that Tony's going to win is saying, oh, he's going to submit Bobby Green. Bobby Green can't I'm wrestle. I'm not saying submitting. I think he's Dude, he just right fucking now. walked into a fucking guillotine to a 40-year-old <laughs> on his way out. I don't think he's going to submit him. I think it's going to be a stand and bang, and I think he's going to knock him out. I do think that. Or outpoint him. Come on. Oh. Jeff, who do you think is going to win? Knock he's out Bobby Steele, Chin? No he's shot. He's not turned over. <laughs> he's not turned over. Come on. Dude, he his, doesn't he have the speed life, of... Life-changing hands. May I bring up Alex Hernandez? Nope, that was Dude, Donald South Cowboys Bob- not even the same weight class. My bad. Uh, but, yeah, Bobby's weaving. About, Bobby's uh, weaving Kevin all Lee, those. Kevin Lee, there we go. What's up? Yeah, Bobby's not losing. Give me Bobby. Give me all, right, all right. Um. Okay. Next fight on the card. And he was walking around that mall with a ski mask on. I know you saw that, Max. You're betting against I, I, him. You're dude, crazy. The red, the red bulletproof vest at the weigh-ins was, was fucking Yeah, the 50-cent vest and the fucking ski mask. I just think it's insane, Max, that you could have watched Tony Ferguson's last five fights and then picked him. That is, And maybe I'll eat my words, dude, but Nate that is bleeding crazy. out of the shins. I don't know. I If you look at it like a conspiracy, because he was beating the shit out of Nate and then just lost. Oh, like, my chose God. He was, dude. <laughs> Nate was at, Nate had his hands like, fucking up. sucking air, dude. Nate's shins were bleeding. Yeah, Nate's shins were bleeding. He was beating Nate. Triathlon my ass. You All probably right. think Bobby Green lost to fucking Fazeev, too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland. We'll start with you, Jeff. Who are you picking in this one? Striker's delight here. I mean, this is another one where I'm betting with my heart. Fuck it. Give me Kevin Holland. I mean, Michael Chiesa, he does have that 
a crazy submission. Like, he's got that possibility of a crazy submission, but I, I mean, I just I love Kevin Holland. I can't go against the guy. I mean, he threw, he had what, three, four absolute fucking wars in a row? Well, no, I, that, I guess not, not three. That. If you're not counting, Hamza, that, it was not a war. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'll, I I always forget that one, but that still, was like he, had, the... he had some decent moments. That was the he moved war. a little bit more than fucking what you call it, more Hamza fucking opponent. So I don't know about that. Even. I, I'm liking, <laughs> dude. The way he had a couple of decent scrambles. He did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the 12 seconds but, they fought. <laughs> but yeah, definitely give give me Kevin Holland this one. Okay, Mikey? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty high on Kevin Holland going to this one. I think the striking gap is just way too high towards Kevin Holland over Michael Chiesa to me in this one. And Chiesa trying to get it to the mat isn't an automatic win for him either, even though that might be his game plan. Kevin Holland's pretty slick grappling too, so I don't – it would be really, really hard for me to pick Michael Chiesa in this spot. And Kevin Holland really, really needs a win after that last loss, so – you know, I'm liking him in the spot. My my head is saying Kiesa, but I'm not going to bet against Kevin Holland here, boys. So I'm taking Kevin Holland. My uh, mind is telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm taking Kevin Holland. All the reasons you guys said, uh, I would not be surprised. Plus the reach. The reach just makes it even more towards Kevin Holland, in my opinion. The reach advantage is way too great. I'm with you there. Okay. Gabriel Bonfim versus... Trevin Giles. We can start with you, Mikey, on this one. Excuse me, who are you picking? Gabriel Braun Fiend versus Mr. Trevin Giles. I wanted to pick Trevin Giles so fucking bad, dude. Even as the underdog, I want to put actual real money on him and pick him, but I just cannot do it. I can't. He's far more experienced. He's pretty solid all around, but he has so many mental lapses if you watch his fights. Like, you watch his fight sometimes. He's such an athletic specimen, but you're like, what the fuck is he doing? And that's no disrespect because everyone said that, but it's like, what the flying fuck is he doing? And another thing to me is he hasn't showed up in any big moments. He lost back-to-back at 264 and 270. Bonfim, immensely slick grappler. He's a little better on the feet, I think, even at Trevin Giles at this point. I just think it's going to be really hard for him to beat a fucking red-hot prospect in Bonfim. Uh, Jeff, who are you picking on this one? Yeah, I'm rocking with Bonfim as well. Kevin Giles, he's really like the definition of jack of all trades, master of none. And like Mike yeah. said, he, he gets himself in all these like bad positions and all. And Bonfim is not the guy to to have lapses in judgment against. I mean, Bonfim will hop on that and will submit you. Even though, yeah. what you call it? Uh, Trevin Giles does have great submission defense. Uh, I don't see him not not getting getting outworked by Bonfim, especially when it comes to the ground. Um, yeah, the margin of error is just going to be way too slim. I think for someone like Trevin Giles, who's going to make a mistake. Yep, I'm I'm all the way there with you guys. Um, my this is actually my prelim pick of the night as well. I think this is going to be a really good fight, and I do think Bonfim is going to get the win here for all the reasons you guys said. Um, He's just so slick on the ground, and Giles, like you mentioned, Mike, is just prone to those mental lapses. Sort of like, uh, like Jacasey comes to mind. Um, 
and yeah, that's yeah. There's like there's like a handful of guys who so this is like yeah. a reoccurring problem for. Yeah. Um. Okay. The next fight on the card: Jeff Derek Lewis versus Marcos Rogero de Lima. Jeff's boy, Derek Lewis, is on the on. is on a prelim of a pay per view. This is a low point for him, but who are, I know you're hey, picking hey, him, hey, right? Hey, hey. Obviously, obviously, and, you know, no, no, he's disrespect. gonna get back on. No, he's disrespect. gonna get back on the main event here, here after a knockout. Oh yeah, no disrespect, but Marcos Rogero de Lima, a bit of a can. I'm just putting that out there. No disrespect to him, good guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anything about <laughs> Derek Lewis is a, even though Derek Lewis's record is, I, he has two more losses than Marcos. Marcos is a bit of a can. That's all I'm saying. So I'm picking him. Derek as well. Lewis hasn't fought like a non top five contender in how long, too? He hasn't lost to a non top five contender. No, I mean, fought. Um, Yeah. Okay. Mike, who are you picking in this one? Are you going Derek Lewis? No. Really? <laughs> no, I am not. I really, really want to, dude. <laughs> I really want to. But just like Tony Ferguson, his last, I, I understand completely he fought Spivak, who is a motherfucker to fight. But his last two, three fights you didn't see have just pack? been so... I did. He he looked very good at weighing. Dude, Eric with a six-pack? Yeah. Come yeah, no. on. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I really want to. I also love Derek. Not nearly as much as Jeff, but I do too. But, dude, his last three dude, fights have dude, just Mike, been I fucking abysmal. I know you feel abysmal. the temperature outside. I know you feel the temperature outside. You know what Derek Lewis fights best? When his balls are hot. <laughs> and it's hot as a motherfucker outside, dude. Are they in Singapore? No, wait. Uh, no, this don't, is don't a... Listen to anything. What you call the whole <laughs> Don't listen to anything I'm fucking saying. Um, this is Utah, so it might, yeah, it yeah. might be a little oh, scary Salt Lake for City. Derek. But... This is in Salt Lake City. This is going to be a shit yes. card. I'll tell you that much. This card's going to suck dick. But Derek is in shape for it. Oh, he's man, not. it's going to be phenomenal. What do you mean he's not? He's got a six-pack. <laughs> True. This is cards gonna uh, suck. Ass. I, I'll say I want him to win, but I'm not picking him. I just I can't do it. His last three fights, dude, his pace is just so off. He seems like he has zero fucking game plan going into these last three fights, and those have been, I mean, obviously the most recent fights of his career. I can't get those fights out of my head. I know they were against solidified contenders, but he just looks lost in the cage as of late. And maybe Rogério de Lima won't be another guy who'll make him look like that. Like Max said, maybe he's a can. We'll see. I don't know. But I think he mixes it up kind of well. I don't think Derek does at this point in his career. Maybe he'll pull it out. He's an all-time fan favorite. Love watching him fight. But if he loses, I definitely hope he hangs it up because I don't want to watch him get beat anymore. One thing I got to say is fucking better dead than red, and you are a commie if you bet against fucking Derek Lewis, dude. All right. There you go. He's a okay. fucking American hero. Next fight, Roman Kopilov versus Claudio Ribeiro. We can start with you on this one, Mikey. Who are you picking here? <laughs> you know who I'm picking. You know who I'm picking. You remember all the shit I talked about? Fucking Kopilov is going to beat the hell out of Punahele Soriano. I'm with you, dude. I'm picking Kopilov too. Uh, 110%. It's not even close for me. I didn't even consider picking Riberio, dude. Kopilov looked like he was fucking Neo in the Matrix last fight. He looked he did. fan. He looked awesome. Fan fucking tastic. Kopilov made such a stride from two fights ago to this la- to this last fight against P- Punahele Soriano. His fucking kickboxing looked out of this world. I think the Grappling. pace and style in which Riberio fights also gives Kopilov the clear advantage. 
I, I don't see any way Ribeiro gets to Kabilov in this fight. I think Kabilov from here on out is going to be a contender. Give me Kabilov really? a million percent. Wow. All right. Well, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm all in on Kabilov as well. I thought I I should have gone first then because I thought this was going to be a hot take. Um. Okay. Jeff, who are you picking in this one? Yeah, I'm rocking with Kabilov as well. I mean, I'm not as much as Kabilov much as Mike, but I, I am. I, I I do think Claudio does have a chance to. You know, get 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 a power shot off, but I think, like Mike said, he is a fucking lot more lot well rounded fighter, and he's a lot smarter fighter. Mike, can I mm-hmm. construct an island, or can I construct a bridge from Tatsutaira Island over to Kapilov Island with you? No, like Jeff said, <laughs> like Jeff said, better red than dead. Stay where you're at, pal. <laughs> no, right. no coming over. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> I like I've I'm I, although I did pick Punahele in that fight, I remember vividly. Yeah, I was about to say, what did you guys both pick Punahele? I remember that clearly. After the performance, I, I was very impressed. That. I picked Roman the next fight after. He had one after that, right? No, yeah, I think had, this was his I think this that was his last fight. I thought he fought Punahele um, had another fight. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, and yeah, uh right, he's yeah. in the middleweight too, so he's gonna be a contender, I think. I mean he's thirty two, granted, that's not really contender age, but the middleweight I mean, Brendan Allen won three fights and he's ranked. So, give him yeah. a couple more; he'll be in the mix. Fucking Alex like won seven. three fights and he was champ. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Sean Strickland's seventh ranked right now, seventh or eighth, and he's about to get a title shot. So, is he? Is it? Yeah, that's a good point. We don't. Yeah, know did you? Have good you point. Seen that Sean yeah. said the UFC doesn't want him to. Good point. But I mean, it was that's even fun. speculated in any other division. The number eight isn't getting a title shot, except for Sugar Sean O'Malley. That's about it. Like, there's not many other divisions where number eight's getting a title shot. Yeah. Okay. Next fight, Jake Matthews takes on Darius Flowers. Um, this is going to be a fun one. I believe this is Flowers' UFC debut. Um, he Yeah, it is. He's coming off of yep. a nice TKO submission via slam um, in the DWCS, which, when the fuck is that coming back? I've been waiting for the contestants. <laughs> I need sport. Sound like a fucking old head. Well, I've just been waiting. I've been waiting. Who the it. fuck just... is that guy? Yeah, who the fuck is that guy? Um, but yeah, he's taking on Jake Matthews. Um, Darius twelve five and one. Jake Matthews eighteen and six. Um, I know Jefferson's a big Jake Matthews guy, so we can start with you. Dude, I'm I'm kind of falling off the bandwagon. He makes it so hard to love him. I mean, <laughs> I hype him up every fight, and he constantly shits on me. But yeah, like I said earlier, I'm betting. With my heart off all card, give me Jake Matthews. That Semmelsberger loss was tough on on you, but he does have a win. He has a knockout win over Fialo, which is hard. Um, and then he lost to Sean Brady. I mean, he's been losing to elite guys. Um, he beat Diego Sanchez. Um, so I mean, he lost to Sean Brady, who's really top of the line, and Semmelsberger, who's really good as well. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go Jake Matthews here as well, just because. I mean, UFC debut. I've looked through who uh, Darius has fought. It's not been anyone too spectacular. Um, and Jake Matthews has that. He just has that experience that I think will get him to the other side. So I'm picking him. Mike, are you riding with Jake Matthews? Yes. Yes, I am. I, I, I'm i riding with him slightly. My analysis of this fight is that it will be the NyQuil fight of the night. Someone's probably oh, going to go down in this one because – while Matthews is gifted, very gifted offensively, we've seen repeatedly striking and grappling. His defense has been 
up for question about every single fight of his fucking career. And another thing that I think is insane, I had to double check his age. He made his debut in 2014. He's 28 years old. Wow. Like he made his debut when he was 19. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. But he is, like we were kind of saying about Trevin Giles, and I think like we're going to say about Semi-Jedi somewhat next fight, he is such a volatile guy to watch. I, I think this could be pretty razor thin. My only safe bet would be that this is not going to go the distance. Good pick there. Um, okay, I like that fight a ton. I think it's going to be a really good one as well. Um, the next fight that we're going to talk about is on the early prelim card. And that one is the last one we're actually going to talk about, which is Matthew Semmelsberger versus Euros uh, Medich, I think. Or Medich. I think that's how you say it. Um, yeah. Euros, he is six foot one, 170 with a 71 inch reach. Matthew Semmelsberger is six foot yeah, one. Yeah. When's the last time he fought? Euros hasn't fought. I don't, I, I don't even know. It's been a while. He fought 2022 against Omar Morales um, in, in May. So. It's been over a year. He knocked out Omar Morales in round two, and mm-hmm. then other than that, it's been it's been a while. I feel like, but I can't I can't pull it up right now. Well, he was like a tender series guy. He lost to Jalen yeah. Turner too, I think. Yeah, he's moving up in this one to welterweight. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see him. Uh, obviously, that knockout versus Omar Morales was really impressive. This is gonna be a fucking banger. Matthew Semmelsberger versus Omar Morales. It's gonna be two guys going at it. I'm very excited to see what happens. I do think Semmelsberger can eke it out here, um, especially just that performance against Jake Matthews is really impressive. And, you know, he's just – he's a he's a good guy. Like, he's just a good fighter. I mean, I know he lost to Jeremiah Wells this year already. Um, but he – and he's been on – he's, he's kind of like – it's like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But I do think he um, – I think he can get this one done here. I am scared about Euros, though, because I do think Euros has the power to put him out for sure. We'll go to you, Mikey. Who are you thinking is going to win this one? Yeah, I agree with your analysis completely. You know what else I thought was funny about this fight is that Semi-Jedi, I mean, he's coming off a bad loss. I know that. But he beat the living hell out of Jake Matthews. I remember us talking about that vividly, about how bad he beat Jake Matthews. Why the flying fuck is he on the early prelim and then Jake Matthews opens the prelim? How does that make any sense? What kind of scheduling shit is that? Euros also is more of a – he's like a, a more well-known opponent than Jeremiah Wells. Or Darius Flowers. Darius, yeah. Darius, diff, completely different guy. Sorry. Darius Flowers. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez, I'm all over the yes. place today. Yeah, yes. completely. Um, yeah, this is another one. Should be a barroom brawl just like the one we just talked about before this. I think uh, with it being short notice for Medi, plus I think Semi the Jedi would have the cardio advantage even if it isn't at elevation – is going to lead him to victory. I think he'll be able to wear him out over three rounds. I'm not quite sure someone's going to get finished in this one. I'd like to think so just because Semmelsberger's in it, but it might just be a violent three-rounder that Semmelsberger edges out. Maybe two rounds to one is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's his bread and butter too as well. I mean, I, like you, like we said about that Jake Matthews fight, somebody just fucking puts it on. Oh, yeah. yeah, especially every three rounds. Like, if he, like, this is one of them, we've said it before. If he gets out of the first live bet fucking semi to win the fight, like, he's just got to make it out of like the first three minutes. Yeah. Yep. All right. That is going to do. Oh, Jeff, you're picking semi, obviously. Yep. 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 Yeah. All right. That is going to do it for us here at the Uppercut Podcast. Thank you all for listening. That has been our preview of UFC 291, Poirier versus Gaethje 2. 
I'm very excited for this card. We are going to be back either Sunday or Monday to review this card um, after we watch it, have our live reactions, talk about how our bets did, all that type of stuff. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back very soon. And peace.